Last time on The Beholder's Eye. Okay, so as the two of you run out into the street, uh, you kind of stop for a second, take a look back, and see that these tendrils are now shooting through buildings on either side of Caitlin's shop. Uh, They're spreading very quickly throughout the city. And sitting in the center of the break room, um, cross-legged and floating about a foot and a half off the ground, is Tomash. He has an artifact in his office that um, can transport us away from the city. The unfortunate part of this is that there's no guarantee we will all end up in the same place. Right, well, I'm keeping my eye on you, Tomash. Because we got to talk about this, whatever this is. Um, you I, I know, I don't know much, but I do know this much. There's a lot of tentacles out there, and an innocent horse has died. Uh, as you get into the hallway, you can hear the voices of Penny and Gerald and your fellow investigators out in the lobby. And, uh, as you walk into the lobby, there is a, like, kind of, as you're about to announce yourself, there's a knock at the front door. Welcome, brave traveler, to Salandrian, a city steeped in murder, mystery, and madness. Stagnation and complacency have run rampant, and something monstrous churns behind the dark. A group of private investigators are the only thing that stands in the way of injustice and despair. Let us join them now for another exciting episode of The Beholder's Eye! One, two, one, two, three, four. a knock at the front door who is it so now you all are reunited in the lobby of the beholder's eye the there was just a knock at the door and uh everybody make me a perception check real quick 20 total 10 that worked out i failed i'm a failure oh how bad pretty bad i I, I failed good that can't be good it's plus what Um, perception yeah wisdom you should have a perception skill. I have a perception, so it's perception. So, <laughs> 24? <laughs> 24. Barry and Swifty, you notice Boris walk into the room as Lazy and Chirp are just locked in on this door, wondering who's <laughs> knocking said, at the who door. Is it? Who is it? Or Lazy yeah, yells out, who is it? And uh, from the other side of the door, you hear a somewhat familiar voice say, y'all better let me in now. And he knocks again. That's built in, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh no. I think it's time to go. Like to pull poison dagger and let's say the fire, ready the fire on my mask. I recognize his voice and I say, Bilton who? And I'm standing. <laughs> I'm going to stand right behind the door when it opens. Okay. Hopefully putting me out of his line of sight. Okay. Make a stealth check. Nat 20. 
oh. disappear into that wall. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you become the wall. <laughs> I am the wall! Is anybody else going to do anything? Anybody going to open the door? No, why no, would I open the door Bill, for him? I, yeah. Bill, I, Hold he, on, hold on. I'm not quite done. <laughs> There's another knock at the door. Who is it? He says, I'm, I'm not going to knock again crack open the door and I open it an inch. As you go to I reach for the door handle, the entire front wall of the beholder's eye explodes. That's oh my god. You're pulled along with it. Yeah. And the force of this is enough to pull the other four of you and Penny and Gerald outwards. It kind of pulls you all off of your feet. I'm going to need everybody to make a deck safe. Do I still have advantage? 17. Yes, you still have advantage. 19. 14. 20. 17. I bounce. The only one that fails, ironically enough, is Boris. <laughs> you were new to the situation. Yeah, you're ahead. you're caught off guard. You're able to almost catch yourself, and you end up sitting on your butt. Like, as I open the door, it's like, boom. Yeah, you just kind of get pulled in, tumble over, and now you're sitting f- kind of on your ass. You're not flat on your back. At Didn't least. time that very uh, well. Swifty, <laughs> you're, you're pulled along with the wall, uh, but you're able to kind of, like, push yourself off of it and almost ride it like a surfboard through the air. But it comes to a, a slight stop inches away from the barrier on the outside of the building and now you can see that there is a split in the barrier just tall enough to allow a man through and the tentacles are starting to kind of like try to push their way through it they're they're getting burnt a bit around the edges but like some of it's coming in so it's so slowly starting to seep in like, he came in like a wrecking <laughs> ball like built in it's the bur- only song you like burned his way through no he burned his way through the barrier okay not that tamash is creating yeah okay don't you ever say uh, i just you- ran away the everybody see- now sees that Bilton is standing on the other side of this doorway, which is the only thing left standing, and he, he just kind of opens the door casually, like pushes it the rest of the way <laughs> in as it falls down. <laughs> uh, and he just kind of looks down and he says, well, y- y'all should just let me in. We could have had a nice conversation we could still about be the future of this city. Oh, we can be civil, but I think we may have passed that point. I'm past that point, just saying. <laughs> um... Here's how this is going to go. I'm going to need all y'all to kneel. And one of you is going to step forward for sacrifice so we can bring our dark lord to this continent. Okay? Um, I no, I don't feel okay with that. I think that we need to come up with different terms here. I mean, I'll well, there's not really much of Mondays, a choice you know? that you have. Luckily, you have some sort of magic boy. I understand that's keeping out um, the bulk of my force, but <sighs> I am not the man I was when we last met. I'm half the man I used to be. <laughs> I am three times the man I was. Are we all pretty so, close together right now? You don't. Uh, yeah, I want to oh, look uh, at Penny and like. I would say that Penny and Gerald are slowly kind of backing towards the back of the room. Dibs, Penny. Um, Gerald. Uh, Penny looks like she's trying to shield Gerald. Swifty is actually on the other side of everything behind Bilton, near where he came through the barrier. Uh, but the other three of you, Lazy, Boris, and Chirp, are all kind of. Oh, and Barry, the other four of you, are all standing about 10 feet away from Bilton. All right. All right next to each other. I'd say within five feet of each other. Bilton. Kind of in a clump in front of Bilton. (laughs) 
And he wants to kill us all? He wants to kill one of us, and oh, he no. wants the rest of us to convert. He wants you to, one of you to Can you, like, submit dash to, sacrifice. to him and grab him? I'm going to fire Dash him face. back to us or something? Um, well, at this point... Like, full-on fire breath. Before, before we take any actions, Bilton's going to say, Well, I've already given you the option. One of you can sacrifice yourself. If you do that, you will be treated very well in our new society. But if one of you does not step forward, I will have to choose one of you to die. And trust me, you will not like my choice. Boris was starts to step forward slightly, and then he's going to cast Lehman's tiny hut. <laughs> okay, no, at this point... <laughs> We're gonna roll initiative. I'm curious okay. to what that does. <laughs> because this is not a surprise situation. 19. 16. 21. 5. <laughs> You're gonna have to wait a minute. That may have Do fucked that, that plan up. 22. Okay, up first is Swifty. You are a good 10 feet behind Bilton but he is facing away from you. That's good for you. Does he know you're there? Does he know I'm there? No, he just thought that was a chunk of the wall that flew past him. So I have advantage, because I have assassinate. I want to stab him with the dagger that I'm holding that's a fast poison, because I activated the fast poison before I got blown the shit up. Okay. So I'm going to try to sneak up with advantage. Yeah, because you have stuff. Yeah, good thing you have advantage. You don't need that advantage. Don't fail him now, dice. (laughs) And don't stop. You still have bardic inspiration, though. Oh, he's yeah, got body but he rolled a three. On both of them? Yeah. Yeah, plus... So seven. Plus eight. Plus eight. Fifteen? Ouch. Oh, fifteen does not hit. Uh, but you you charge up behind him. Oh, okay. Dis- disengage. Okay, so you charge up behind him. So disengage this way. Try to stab disengage him in the this back. way. Disengage towards us. And just, like, roll through it. As you, you, you think you got him dead to rights and you stab down into his back. And as you do, his back <laughs> knife becomes one of those daggers that inserts like <laughs> his back actually separates around your knife blade instinctually as it's digging in. And as you go to pull it back out, small tendrils whip out of his flesh and grab your knife. Make me a strength save. Oh, no. Come on. 21. You're able to, you see this happening and you react fast enough to pull your knife back. That is mine! <laughs> <laughs> but these, these tentacles, like, as you're pulling it out, like, come with it and they start to wrap themselves around the knife blade. But because of what happened at the beginning of this episode, I know what to do about that. So I'm just gonna... Well, actually, uh, they, they start to get saturated with the poison uh, the fa- it was fast poison correct yeah and as they do you see that the ones closer to the tip die off very quickly but as it gets closer to the hilt the tentacles that are on it uh die slower and slower until the ones that are right next to the hilt survive the poison yeah and those are the ones that you have to acid off of them. yeah so i like acid up my tongue and i lick my knife as you're disengaging Basically, disengage keeps you from getting a attack of opportunity on yourself. You, you know, try to jump away from him and Bilton, his head doesn't move, but a face appears in the back of his head. Oh. Just kind of like morphs out of the back of his head with his eyes staring straight at you. And that face says, I see you. And now it's Barry's turn. Barry, make a, or fucking Barry. Jesus. Hey, Barry, make a. Hey, 
That sending spells, now? That sending spell still like reverberating <laughs> in my head. Oh, fuck. Bilton, make a fucking wisdom save. He f fails it. It's a five. Yay. Go, I cast suggestion on him, and go back to your church and pray for the next eight hours. Leave. I will shoot. I'll do just that, buddy. He turns around, takes two steps behind him, and that face on the back of his head looks you directly in the eyes and says, <laughs> Everywhere's my church now. And Bilton gets down on his knees and starts praying. That face on the back of his head starts to expand out from the back of his head a bit more, and the tentacles that were coming out of where Adam or where Swifty tried to stab him start to take over his back. That but now he's effective. immobile in that spot. You're welcome, guys. This uh, this is over. So uh, can we can we get out of here now? That's all, folks. It's Lazy's <laughs> turn. <laughs> Ooh, I want to hit it since it's immobile. Um, do I get an advantage? Yes. I, like, I, like I wouldn't say full incapacitated because he can still make attacks and so he'll do something on his turn, but he's not moving. If anymore. he gets hit, does he stay stuck incapacitated? In if you or any of your companions damage the target, the spell ends. Okay, what about this um, yeah, on a stun creature? <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so um, the target must succeed on a constitution saving throw every stun until the end of my next turn. So does that mean even if people are hitting him, he's still stunned? Yep. Sweet. Okay. So I'm going to go up to him and I'm going to hit him. Okay. Thanks for making an easy target, Barry. <laughs> yeah, no, she, it gives her advantage on it. <laughs> yeah. So I go and I hit it with my quarter staff. 24. 24. Oh, 24 is definitely a hit. So that's a stunning strike? Yeah. So I'm using stunning strike, but uh, you can interfere with uh, the flow of key in an opponent's body. When you hit another creature with a melee weapon attack, you can spend one key point to attempt a stunning strike. Oh, I have to do a constitution saving. Throw. Yeah. I'm gonna stop using that dice. It fails. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's stunned, and it's gonna take 13 damage. And be stunned and until stunned your next turn. Correct? Until the end of my next turn, and I'm gonna hit it again. I hit it really hard with my quarterstaff, and then like, you know how I do my sheathing with my quarterstaff real yeah. quick. Oh snap! I was trying to use my fist, but I don't think it's gonna work. 14. Oh, I get advantage. 14. 14. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm gonna use my third arm and do it again. Okay. Um, yeah, 11 plus 6, 17. 17 hits, and you're able to punch Bilton pretty good, uh, right in this weird face coming off the back of his head. How much damage? Seven. As you make contact with his face, you can feel something kind of crunch in that new face, and that crunch leads to a weird squelching noise, and a small tendril tries to lash out and attach itself to your arm, but your natural like energy radiance radiance pushes it off. And you are you gonna disengage? Can you disengage or yeah. are you just gonna stand right over? I'm just, gonna, right over? I'm just gonna stand on top of him. Okay, so um, but he is stunned until the end of my next turn. Yep. I suggest disengaging. You want me back up? Yeah. You got a plan? You're in a danger zone if you don't. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't move. Chirp, it's your turn. So we're just trying to attack this guy? He's been messing with us all game. Let's drop him while we got him. Can oh, yeah, it seems like we got the advantage right now. He can't move until Michelle Can this guy even die? Turn. Yeah, so I back up, actually. I do. I take five. Maybe. He's a tentacle man. Anything can die. I killed the tentacles that came off him. We melt him to ash. He's dead. Yeah. Everybody got fire spells. By the way, I took five, Anything six back. Burns, okay. Either cook him or stab him. Well, yeah, I'll just shoot him with my short bow then. 
Because that's all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't suggest uh, close contact with the, what the tentacles. No, are. no, thank you. Reach out and whatnot. 23. Oh, 23 hits. Eight, because I got my telescope. You nail him directly between the eyes with a mm-hmm. bolt. And for a moment, he lets out a very high-pitched squeal. But suddenly those features start to melt down the back of his neck and grow across his back around where those tentacles are coming out of that wound that Swifty gave him. As this happens, this this high-pitched sound that he's making gets almost unbearable for everyone. And a four-inch thick massive tendril comes whipping out of his back, out of that hole. And I'm going to need... Barry and Chirp to make me dexterity saves. Oh, and that's an at 20. Oh, nice. That's uh, a 17. This tentacle whips into the two of you, knocking you about 15 feet away from the rest of the group, uh, tumbling into each other, but you're able to kind of catch each other. And uh, Chirp, you actually uh, come to rest holding Barry in your wings, almost cradled <laughs> like a baby. And Barry, you got your arm around her and you guys just kind of like catch each other into, oh. the, <laughs> into the wall. I say, get off me. <laughs> uh, and she sets you down and the two of you are now about a good 15 feet away from everyone else, uh, pushed back into the beholder's eye into a corner. Now, uh, you now know, it's yeah, turn. you got my back against the wall. <laughs> Boris? Mm. So at this point, Swifty and lost the, lost oh, well, the, Swifty, I guess, uh, is a little bit behind Bilton. He's like ten feet behind Bilton. Oh, Lazy's about ten feet in front of Bilton. Like to the side, or are you directly behind him? Directly behind. Like he just kind of backflipped out of that situation. No, that uh, doesn't when I work. Disengage, I wanted to roll towards them. <laughs> oh, you want to go towards them? I thought you were just getting yeah, behind. You, dis- you disengaged, okay. so didn't you? Be in front okay, of them, so yeah, Bilton, me, and then the group. Okay, that's the way I saw it. Okay, Boris, uh, like you and. Swifty and Lazy are all kind of spread out a little bit in front of uh, Bilton. So I was going to cast uh, Lehman's Tiny Hut. Okay. But I don't know if I've got the range or not. What is the range? The range is 10 foot radius centered on any point. And then it is, so it'd be basically a 20 foot diameter. So okay. I was going to try to get, I can have up to nine medium sized creatures in it secured. Okay. And then it gives us eight hours, and it's opaque, completely opaque from the exterior, but, but completely dry in the interior. There's an atmosphere for eight hours. No magic can pass through it. No one else from the outside can come through it. If we leave the space, okay. then the spell is, is ended. Okay. But I don't know if we're... Are you going to suck us in with him? I'm going to put a dome between us and him. And he's going to be trapped inside, in theory? No. We no magic We're going to be trapped inside. It's like cocoon. As you cast this, make me just a straight d20 roll. That's not good. What's that? And that one. <laughs> As you cast this dome out around you, it start to it starts to expand outward from yourself, and it goes up and it hits the barrier that Tomash is still maintaining. And it has the same effect that Barry's message had of echoing back into itself. But the side effect of that is that as it collapses in upon itself, it crushes you. Uh, You kind of feel it like constricting your body. And 
as it, it pulls back in around, everybody is hit by the shockwave of this, and everybody else kind of manages to stay on their feet, but the immediate rubble around you is picked up into the air, and as this kind of all compacts onto you, all of that rubble comes falling down on top of you. Uh-oh. <laughs> and you <laughs> are... Gandalf the Grey! And Boris disappears under you this stoned? <laughs> so am I dead? Am I buried? Or am I prone? Uh, a bit of a Schrodinger's cat situation at the moment. <laughs> you could be dead, you could be alive. You're buried in rubble. Okay. And now it's Bilton's turn. He is stunned, he's incapacitated, but during his turn, the tentacles that were pushing against the split in the barrier that he came through uh, suddenly surge through and whip out. Toward I'm on the Swifty. Other side of Belton, remember? No, I know, but you're the closest to him okay. at this point. Uh, and they actually are going to wrap around you, and I'm going to need you to make a strength save. Or no, he gets a choice uh, athletics or acrobatics. Athletics are stronger. <laughs> Not that it helps much. 12. Swifty is incapacitated by this tentacle that's whipped through and it's starting to drag him towards the outside uh, and it's your turn Swifty so you have a chance to fight this again. When he drags me am I horizontal or is he pulling me as a vertical? You're you're on your feet you're being pulled on your feet slowly towards the opening in this barrier uh, by this one thick so tentacle that's just covered in eyes towards the barrier and the tentacles like this yeah I want to shoot acid in a way that it showers me and this tentacle surrounding me. Okay, you open your mouth to spew acid out, and a the tip of this tentacle that's wrapping around you starts to shove itself down your throat, but that tip that gets down your throat is burnt by the acid and doesn't make it down your throat. Save Swifty! And now it's Barry's turn. It's thrust me how far away? Uh, you and Chirp are now kind of in the ruins of what was the front room of the or the lobby of the Beholder's Eye, uh, towards one of the corners, about fifteen feet away from Bilton and everyone else. I think we're gonna cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. At Bilton. Twenty. Okay. Uh, that hits. He takes 14 radiant damage, and the next attack has advantage. Where do you want to hit him? Where would you be aiming? At his ugly face. This guiding bolt actually takes his entire head off, uh, but as it does, that face that appeared on his back, like the eyes are just kind of rolling around while being stunned, and they, they kind of focus in on you a little bit and start to stare at you. And as they do, I'm going to need you to make a wisdom save. That's a... Uh, nice. 20 fucking third, two, 21. Uh, for the moment, you're able to keep yourself, your wits about you, but you feel like, like almost like you're not getting enough oxygen at the back of your brain. Things are starting to gray out in your thought process a little sure, bit. You're starting to feel real funny. You're starting to get a little bit dizzy. But you're able to keep your faculties about you. You, you got this, uh, Barry? Well, I got him. Do you see that shot? Lazy. That was pretty good. Pretty good shot. It's your I turn. blew him. Um, uh, okay, is he still Is he still incapacitated? He's incapacitated he's at the end of my yeah. turn. Okay. But yeah, you took like a few steps away. So you're like, you said you were like 10 feet away. Yeah, I'm going to like yeah. bounce back up. Like, you know, like while bringing down my my staff okay. on uh, on him. 21. That hits. 12. 
Okay. Uh, next attack. I'm going to use Flurry of Blows. Ooh, okay. And I'm also going to try to do another Stunning Strike on him. Okay. Not Nat 20. 20. Oh. All right, yeah, that definitely hits. Where, where are you, Swifty? Being tentacle dragged toward the opening. Jealous. 11 damage. 24. Oh, that hits. And that's eight more damage. Can I attack him with my extra oh, yeah, attack? Use for, for can I blows, use? Yeah. I can use any. I can use my quarter staff if I want for the extra attack. I'm gonna One hit him with my quarter. Little. Yeah. That's <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sixteen. You step up to Bilton, mm-hmm. and Omni slash the fuck out of him, okay. sp- like smacking him back and forth with your staff, punching him. Hitting him again as you go to leave. Oh, you kick him? Yeah. Okay. Uh, As you kick him and try to hit him with that, you know, and you hit him with that last good bow staff, the mass of his body actually forms itself around your leg and your staff, and now you're stuck to him. He's still stunned, uh, but now you're unable to get away from him. It's as though his flesh is becoming your flesh. You can feel it digging into your leg. And you can actually see on his bow staff where, or on your bow staff, uh, where- My quarter staff? Or your quarter staff, yeah. Uh, where the flesh that's touching it is actually kind of turning into the same wood that the quarter staff is made of uh, and blending into it. And now, Chirp, at the beginning of your turn, you start to take an action and from behind you, you hear Barry involuntarily mumbling under his breath. Barry? Barry, are you okay? You don't feel anything different other than that weird graying out feeling like you just kind of don't really know what's going on. I think I drank too much. Uh, (laughs) Did we go to a bar before this? Yeah, where's my tankard at? I think my blood alcohol level. I drank too much. I must need to drink more. And... As level myself out. As Barry's kind of swaying back and forth in front of you, um, you see something kind of flicker across his eyes, and his eyes suddenly narrow in on you, and uh, he seems very lucid. Uh, Barry, you black out completely at this point. That that gray takes over you, but as you're falling into this oddly familiar darkness. My name is Barry. <laughs> you you realize that you've been here a lot lately. Suddenly all the memories that have been suppressed in your mind are coming back to you. It's all, all these, coming back to me. <laughs> all these moments where you were in control of your own body, you see being played out in front of you. When he forced me like this. <laughs> And you see yourself scrounging around in the catacombs at one point, uh, tearing rats apart with your bare hands. And My berry hands? You assume you're eating them because they just kind of disappear into the front of your vision. Oh, and you hear man. odd slurping noises. Uh, I you, knew they roofied that drink. <laughs> another really another bad flash goes breath. by, and you see yourself holding those two black rocks in either hand and chanting incantations that to your ears sound like gibberish but start to give you a headache even though you have no body you're just a floating feel like corporeal spirit like it just makes your head ache in a weird way and then you flash again uh to when you were in the basement of the Salandrian siren and you see all of those moments that you missed out on when you were blacking out and 
as this is happening, like it, it's happening at a, a faster and faster vibration. Kind of Bruce to the Almighty point where style. You're starting to snap back. Yeah, you're starting to snap back into this moment in time. And as you do, you realize that you have one arm around Chirp's back, and your other arm has your other hand has your rapier, and you can see the tip of the rapier sticking out of Chirp's back. Just the tip. And the two of you are face to face. Her. And you feel, oh yes, you all see from everyone else's point of view, (laughs) Chirp kind of turned around for a moment looking at Barry and Barry just stepped up, put one arm around her and shoved his rapier up through her chest. Blood is just gushing out around the the handle of the rapier, covering your arm in slick, hot blood as she she quickly bleeds out oh my god as as you're coming into this moment and looking directly into her eyes you hear just this laughter in the back of your head i throw up (laughs) as you throw up on chirp (laughs) as she's dying chirp's corpse you black out again oh (laughs) what everyone else sees heal her uh (laughs) Lazy, you are kind of stuck to Bilton at this I'm moment, like out. stuck in gum. You're a little bit distracted by what's going on, but you you hear Swifty scream out bird <laughs> for person. bird person, and that snaps your attention to it. And as this is happening, you hear an odd ripping noise coming out of the center mass of Bilton, and. He says, yes, finally, the sacrifice has been made. And his body splits open underneath you, and you're thrown down to the ground. As this happens, his body very quickly mutates into a large arch shape. And from the middle of that arch shape, there's a spark of energy creating a weird mirrored rippling effect inside of this arch and as you're kind of looking up at it and looking back and forth from that to chirp and swifty a black cloaked figure walks through this archway and looks the scene in front of him and says "Mm, finally your meddling will be at an end the sacrifice has been made and I am here your reckoning is at hand. It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Who are you? As you say that, he turns his head towards you, Lazy, and from this black cloak that covers his head, it just looks like pure blackness inside with these two red glowing eyes staring directly what feels like into your soul. And he says, I'm your doom, child. And he snaps his fingers and you feel yourself being drawn into your home un- involuntarily and as you do you you come inside you get inside your house and you see that when it was flung from you all of your possessions have just oh yeah no, gone I assume, everywhere I it was a mess and you immediately try to get back out of your house and you can't you're stuck Swifty. I'm a genie in a bottle, baby. Yeah, somebody rub my bracelet. You're, the right you're being held by this big, massive tentacle 
uh, that's currently trying to like force itself inside of your mouth and you're keeping it at bay with your acid and just gurgling this figure, acid tentacles. This figure points his hand at you and he says, you will be useful and snaps his fingers and you're unconscious. This figure turns himself towards Barry and very quickly covers the distance from this portal to Barry and the lifeless form of Chirp on the ground. And as he's standing over Chirp's corpse, he, he looks down and he looks at you, Barry, and he says, mm, good job, my son. Yeah, the goose is cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Barry's mouth comes a voice that if anyone was left <laughs> conscious to hear would be completely foreign to them. And it says, yes, father, I've completed the sacrifice. Please, please release me from this form. And Barry, you f in, as you're floating in this blackness inside your mind, you feel an odd pulling sensation at your solar plexus. Uh. And it, it starts to feel like your corporeal form is being torn apart for a moment. And you snap back into your body pretty quickly, almost disorientingly so. And what you see is this odd black shadowy form being pulled from the center of your body out through your chest. And as it's being pulled out, you feel yourself regaining more and more of your faculties. But as it leaves your body and this cloaked form kind of helps his son <laughs> up on their feet, you, you're, you're left kind of laying on the ground. Venom, I knew it was very you the whole weak. time. <laughs> and uh, as you're looking up into these two shadowy alien faces, the last thing you hear before you black out again is... Yes, he will make a fine gateway. That's a wrap, people.